Welcome to the Be Transformed podcast, where we're having ongoing digital discipleship conversations about when and where the kingdom and the culture collide. So we're here with Monica. She's back. Now, who is Monica? Monica is the artwork. So if you follow us on Instagram at We See Jesus Ministries, um, the podcast art that you're seeing is from Monica. So that's who Monica is. That's not only who Monica is, but that is a part of Monica, a part of who Monica is being expressed uh, on Instagram and making quotes and stuff to further take the podcast to different folks at different times and different places and we appreciate that monica very much so recently monica had a really supernatural thing that happened in her life and i would like to have her share so monica what what happened yeah it's the well thank you for having me on first off um the the woman behind the art here i am um so God really came through on this year of Jubilee on the Hebrew calendar, and in total, $300,000 worth of student loan debt was canceled. 150k of that was uh, money I was responsible for, debt that was not technically in my name, um, but debt I was responsible for. So it was uh, for me to get my bachelor's degree. I went to a pricey private university, probably wasn't the wisest financial decision but you know God has just totally redeemed that and um, it was a loan that my mom took out through like this parent plus loan federal program where the amount that I had taken out um, had maxed out so she in order to cover the entire cost of tuition and housing um, because I lived on campus for two years was covered um, under her name and she has a master's degree. She actually has above a master's, she has a professional diploma. She's a, um, a family therapist and a school counselor at an elementary school doing amazing work and that's definitely very much her calling. So um, that's awesome. yeah, uh, she because she's a public school worker, she was eligible for a loan forgiveness program um, for all, all public employees. So um, I mean, to say the least, um, not a huge portion of that debt was paid over the course of her, her enrollment in that program. And it really just happened so supernaturally. And it just feels like such a weight has been has been lifted off our shoulders. That's awesome. So basically 150 thousand dollars of your debt that's right in your mother's name was canceled that's right mm-hmm. and her hundred and fifty thousand yeah wow. so mm-hmm. totaling three hundred thousand that's right a little over i think it's like three hundred and ten thousand mm-hmm. that's insane majority was hers mm-hmm. god wow. is faithful yep. mm-hmm. so you've been seeking the lord wholeheartedly and in the year plus that we've known you you're not the same person straight up you yeah. are not the, <laughs> no. monica used to hate white people <laughs> but in addition to that she is not the same person. You look more stable, more balanced, more whole, just totally, totally different person um, from when you came. And you know it's because you're seeking the Lord. Mm-hmm. You're putting the Lord first. You went through some healing. Um, what would you like to say to people who are kind of coming in to church and, 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 and seeking the Lord and, and kind of maybe starting to figure out that there's some stuff that they really need to address mm-hmm. in their life? Like, would you? How would you encourage people toward that? Prayer and fasting, <laughs> number one. <laughs> I think um, you know I came in on a shoddy foundations foundation of sorts when I came back to the Lord, and you know yep. started coming to rescue and really getting serious about Him and making those changes in my life that were necessary for me to be able to seek Him um, and begin that sanctification process. But one thing um, I'm grateful for amidst a lot of things I needed to unlearn um, was the emphasis on getting in the secret place with the Lord, getting in the presence of the Lord, and getting in the Word and fasting and praying in tongues and waking up at 3 a.m. to pray. So I'm not going to act like I do that every yeah. night. Look, I'm a saint. And, you know, I'm yeah. like on my knees, da da like 3 yeah, to 5 a.m. Yeah. every day. But there was a season where I really had to crucify my flesh in a, in a really deep way. And I had to very intentionally separate my myself from everything that I knew was going to lead 
to sin and death. So it's awesome. It so was let me not ask easy. you this: <laughs> Did you did you have to cut some people off? Yes. Um, now you didn't call everyone in your phone book and say, "I'm no longer talking." No. To you. Like ha- explain, like practically speaking, like what mm-hmm. did that look like? Okay. Just different pursuits, different direction. Yeah. Like how did how did that work? So it's interesting. I think God had a lot of grace on me and really had his hand over my life and he was preparing me to like make that transition before I was even aware that the Jesus is Lord train was coming to hit me because a lot (laughs) of that community that um, I was around for many years and really when I was in the depths of darkness and folks who um, listened to the two hour um, hostage podcast situation um, that we did on my testimony um, wow almost a year now how crazy is that that was like last year isn't that insane one of the first episodes yeah uh, mm-hmm. Isn't that so wow. crazy? Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, how time flies. Yeah. But, um, wow. you know, um, pe- people who know me know that I was um, very deep in the, the far left movement, um, LGBTQ, um, what was before it was known as Black Lives Matter. And I, I had a lot of disagreements with Black Lives Matter even when I was on the left. Um, the anti-police brutality movement, um, a lot of anti-war movement, da 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 I identified as like a Marxist-Leninist and I was like um, an elected leader at the at the city level in this national organization, right? Um, and I, I was getting involved in witchcraft at the time that um, the Lord called me. Um, and a lot of the people who were my real community and like my real closest friends for all of those years, a lot of them I met when I was in college, um, I really started, like there was a natural distancing that started to happen. Mm. Um, you know, a lot of my brokenness was obviously manifested in those relationships. Um, people people started to not like me and I started to not like other people because it was broken people mixing with broken people. There was feelings there. You know, um, I wasn't a great person to be around. Um, you know, just always addicted to the high, you know, smoked a lot, drank a lot, got, was super messy in those situations a lot of times. And there were people who I was really close to who started to distance themselves from me. And then people who were, <laughs> no offense, like messier than me, who I sort of <laughs> distanced myself from them. Yeah. And then, um, so it's kind of like, you need to be messy a little bit messy but not too messy you know what I mean like as messy as me but not too much messier than me so um long story short it was like some of those relationships were starting to dissolve anyway and then my best best friend at the time is the one who had really radical encounters with the Lord herself and she was we came to the Lord together so um yeah a lot of those relationships had kind of been shed already what really was kind of, I think, the axe that cut off a lot of that was leaving the organization I was part of um, because that was like my social group for all of those years. Like we worked together and organized together, but we were also very close um, personally. So um, when I actually, well, first I quit my job that was associated with the organization and that was a clear just cutting off the ties. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people were hitting me up at the time, like, hey, like, are you good? You know, mm-hmm. I heard we heard you left, like checking in with me. Um, and I was like, I'm good, you know, da da da, just citing, you know, I'm like, I'm just, uh, it's just not where I am right now and I have mad respect and it, it, you know, it's, it's no bad blood there. Then three months later, exactly, um, I knew I had to do it strategically. I left the organization I was part of, and that was really what kind of sent the fire alarm to a lot of people. And at that point, I already announced I was taking a break, and people were like, what's going on, Monica? And people were hitting me up left and right. Um, and yeah, so there are a couple people from my old life that I'm still in touch with. They're real solid people um, who have seen me through so many different seasons who have mad love for me. Um, you know, I witness to them, and I minister to them, and I keep in touch with them. And you know, one of them is, funnily enough, as I was coming toward the Lord, she was starting to step away from the Lord because she grew up in a very religious household um, and experienced a lot of church hurt and trauma there. But she knows that Jesus is Lord, and she was actually confiding in me about a difficult situation she's in. She's like, girl, I'm ready to fast, da-da-da. I'm like, you know, because you were raised, you know, to to think that way. She's very aware of the spirit world. And I was just telling her, girl, have a couple drinks. I know you'll be going to the club, you know, da da da. But girl, like, I mean, I'm not encouraging it, but you know what I mean. Like, I, I know that's what you be doing still a little bit. She's definitely not as crazy as I was, um, because her parents are praying for her and because of the way she grew up. But um, 
I told her like, girl, like at least please don't get involved in any witchcraft. Like, and, and please, please don't start dating girls. Please, please, please don't. And she always like, wow. I'm paying for all that stuff I was doing like right now. Not like pay for it. Jesus paid it all. But in terms of the deliverance and spiritual warfare and yeah, you know, breaking no, off good. the things. Yeah. yeah and good. she was like, she was like, I already know. She's like, you know, I'm not witch. You know, witchcraft. She's from Nigeria, so she already know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. but um, but yeah, I, there's a couple people I'm still in touch with, and, and people know that they can hit me up whenever. You know, like I've always been a real open and chill person and I know that God put me in those places for a reason that once he took me out when the time was right he would bring those people back and yeah I work in the city and that's why I lived for many years and made these connections and I actually just ran into an old friend of mine a couple of weeks ago like he was uh doing some awesome work with a nonprofit, like uh feeding homeless people in Midtown and I'm like yo what's up like how you doing and I'm like yo I appreciate cool. the work that you do I tell him I left the organization he's like what because he always assumes it's like you know something crazy went down and I'm like nah bro I found Jesus and that's mm. it and he was just kind of like whoa and you know I'm you know um, giving him love for the work that he's doing and telling him like yo like I'm on Facebook you know you can hit me up whenever I'm always down to talk you know and and you know catch up but um, there's definitely some people from my past that I know it's a hard line there like yep. no yeah. like especially you know you know yeah. being involved in witchcraft and stuff there's certain people mm. that not like that's not that's not happening yep. um unless god's appointment time i literally be having like mm. <laughs> like i'd be like fantasizing about like running into them in like a public place and praying for them <laughs> and them getting like healed and delivered like in the moment I'm like god use me like i'm ready to go but i know he's preparing me to be able to do that and teaching yep. me about my identity mm. and my authority and just molding me yep. like you know so um so I, I say all that to say it's a little it's a little complex and tricky it looks different for everybody but it's an under, it's, it's a matter of discerning things, but also really setting those hard limits and boundaries. Yeah. We, you say this all the time, you know that, um, and I forget who you're quoting, but it's a it's a really popular quote that you're you're you show me your friends, I'll show you your future, the right? Deacon. Yes, yes. He said his mom was the one who got it yes, from. Yes, yes. Show me your friends, and no, I'll show you your future. It's a gem. Yup. So yeah. it, it's real stuff. So. Again, I think it's um, so amazing how God had his hand on me dissolving those friendships because, you know, my first couple months really getting serious about the Lord, I was thinking about that. I was like, dang, if I was still really linked with those people, this would have been such a more dragged out process. It was already. Go. Sanctification yep. leads to acceleration. Yep. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that you're hearing from Monica is that Monica, she's talking about praying, fasting, see. When you learn how to really seek the Lord, that is the thing that really begins the healing process mm -hmm. and the reordering of your new life in Christ. It's like, if I'm seeking the Lord, then he's, I'm not only finding the Lord because the Lord is not hidden and he's not lost, <laughs> but what I'm, what I'm finding is what he has for me. So it, I'm not seeking what he has for me. I'm seeking him. But when I seek him, I'm, I'm coming into contact not only with him, but also with what he has for me. Mm. And so as Monica was seeking the Lord, would you say as you were seeking the Lord, it created a distance between your old life and your present? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just like there's the before Jesus and after Jesus. Um, like on that show, The Chosen, there's something that the character um, Mary Magdalene says. And, yep. you know, the story of Mary Magdalene, you know, she was delivered from demons. She was a prostitute, all this craziness. And she just says, all I know is after I met him, everything was different. Yep. So mm -hmm. I really relate to that. And sometimes it, it is really crazy. Um, I'm in a constant state of reflection. Um, at least once a week, I'm looking through my photos on iPhone, especially because iPhone always sends you those memories. And I'm like, dang, I remember this moment. Like, dang, that's how I used yep. to dress. Like, dang, like I was real gone at that party. Like, da da da. And um, DK, we're old enough not to have all those pictures. I'm so glad. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> so glad. Me too. <laughs> Me too. It would have been wicked. Ooh. Yo, yeah. my Instagram needed to be like burned in a fire, yeah. man. Like it needed to be burned, deactivated, yeah. we and deleted. We just missed it. What, what were we like mid twenties? Was that? That's, we, we, so, yeah, we, we just it. missed it. Yeah. Thank God. Oh my gosh! And I joke around. I say, you know, I didn't change my phone number. God changed me. I still have my Nextel number. This was my next cell. Oh, number. The number that I presently have yeah. is my next cell. Used to be my chirp. The chirp. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and if yeah, so anyway, that's that's we're that's dating hilarious. ourselves a little bit. But 
So you're, let me just, let me, let me ask you if, if let me ask you if you're saying what I'm saying, you're saying, mm-hmm. so you're saying that when you seek the Lord, it creates a distance between your past and your present. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I want to I want to speak to that just briefly, and then I'll pass you the ball back. The more you seek the Lord, the more difficult it is to go back. Yeah. You know, um, it's almost like tasting something fine that you've never tasted before, um, and and it just messes up your your taste for lesser things, mm. and and it changes your palate, and sometimes you have to taste to see. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. And so when you seek and you partake, it really begins to change your desires. Mm-hmm. And and that's something like if you delight yourself in the Lord, he'll give you the desires of your heart. And that's true. But in learning to delight in the Lord, the desires of your heart change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so now you're you're actually a totally different person. But you made a statement that I, I would like you to speak to it a little bit because I think it's really important. You were you were referencing, you know, the the girl that you're trying to tell the Nigerian girl like mm-hmm. not to do crazy stuff and mm-hmm. don't do witchcraft because you're you're living with, you know, some of the fruit of that and getting free from the fruits of that. Period. Can you speak to that a little bit? Because I think sometimes people underestimate the power of bad choices. Mm. Wow, I mean... Like, obviously you're free of the shame and guilt of that. But then the reality is like, but if you make a bad choice, yes, God will forgive you, but yet you have to walk through the natural part of it. Like, let's just, I'll give you, I'll give a metaphor and then pass you the ball back. Let's say I'm I'm drunk and I I get drunk and I act crazy and I go to the mall and I spend $3,000 on a credit card. I, I may say, oh, Jesus, forgive me. And Jesus forgives me when I humble myself, but that's true. But now I have a three thousand dollar credit card bill that, outside of a miracle, is not going to be forgiven. And now I'm going to have to work toward yeah. paying that off. Can you can you explain that a little to folks in the sense of like knowing that you've made bad choices, right? You've been forgiven of those choices. You're no longer making those choices, but you're in the process of kind of shaking all of that off. Yeah. Can you speak to that a little? I mean, it's funny you use the example of uh, of money, hard cash, because uh, yeah. I'm in that situation with credit cards. On the phone today, I'm on a hold for an hour with the New yep. York State Department of Taxes, figuring yep. out a mess I got myself into when I yep. thought I could just not pay my taxes because I was delusional and high all the time. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's just on that. So, yeah, it's materially having to pay for that. Um, and it's the spiritual toll that some of these things take, right? You know, like the breaking off of soul ties because he was a hoe. Like, let's just talk about that. Like, it's like, (laughs) (laughs) it's just like the process of deliverance and, you know, what I've, you know, like um, been open about here at Rescue. May have talked about it even on that last podcast. Um, And some folks here already know and shout out to DK and Tito right here for really um, being such an amazing just wealth of wisdom and and authority and, you know, and and help there to um, to get me free of things. You know, it's like not being able to sleep at night because I'm literally like being tormented by demons and they're literally talking to me saying you used to worship us like, uh, you know, like they have a right. Now we know that, you know, the the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus cancels that. But um, but it's real stuff, man. And like, and it's also, you know, just it's the mindsets as well that we take on, um, you know, to get really real. One thing that the Lord has really been highlighting me is like, stop idolizing like sex, like stop like getting so like like antsy about like being married because you feel like you miss this in your life like you don't you can survive without it like you're gonna be good like i created this to be beautiful or whatever but it's like that's one thing that the lord really put a finger on me and i thank you for you know this new community that i have at rescue because i was talking to one of the ladies here about my struggles with that and like the next day like i see this instagram post like addressing single women and like addressing that in particular and it was like a few days later i forget what else happened and i was like whoa like god you're really speaking right now so Mm -hmm. it's like it's things like that you know um 
But I appreciate your not only you sharing that, but you fighting the good fight in the, in the sense of saying, no, I'm not going to give in to that. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to acknowledge that you want to have sex. I mean, everybody wants to have sex. I mean, but yet you're saying, I want Jesus and I want to honor Jesus more than I want to have sex. And that's really important to to make that distinction to say, Yes, I do want that, but not more than him. Mm-hmm. And self-control is really, really important because mm-hmm. without self-control, you will sabotage your destiny. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean you, I just mean anyone. Without self-control, yep. we self-destruct. Exactly. And so it's like, and also too, people who are unmarried don't think of this, but like, it's not like all of a sudden you get married and then any type of sexual temptation is gone now. Mm-hmm. Right. In fact, now that your sex drive is reactivated, you actually have a, a more temptation. Yeah. And now the enemy is not just trying to ruin your testimony, but then he wants to destroy your family. Yeah. Yeah. The biggest lie is, oh, my porn addiction will go away when I get married. Mm. Yeah. That's one of the yeah. biggest yeah. lies. I tried to talk a friend out of that because yeah. he was getting married to really medicate an addiction. And I'm I, like, yeah, you're marrying a woman, not a porn uh, star. And, mm. you know, they're, they're divorced and it was really painful. Oh, um, I spent the whole night before his wedding trying to convince him. But, you know, wow. I did that out of love. And I, and I did that because... I was able to recognize an issue. And one of the things that's important in, in our life in Christ is that we have to be able to remove the log out of our eye mm. so that we can see the speck in our brother's eye. So God doesn't want me um, to not care about what's going on with my brother. He just wants me to deal with my own issues first so I can be helpful to my brother, mm. so I can help in a spirit of meekness, not uh, pointing a finger, but extending a hand and saying, mm. hey, this is what I see. Mm. And and so it's just a whole different spirit versus when you're preoccupied with other people's shortcomings versus you've allowed the Lord to deal with you and you have enough clarity and vision to help someone mm-hmm. and you have enough meekness to do it in, in a gentle spirit. And so that that's really important in terms of when you think about helping people um, so Monica's going on this journey of healing and self-control. And so, um, what are, what are some of, cause you have a bunch of momentum recently you joined the worship team. There's a bunch of momentum. There's a bunch of your countenance is different. It's not the same. Thank um, you, Jesus. You, you know, so <laughs> what, what would you say to the person who's kind of feeling a little stuck, mm. but they're starting to build some momentum? Like mm-hmm. how, how would you encourage them? Because there's a lot of people in that same space. Yeah. Dang, I wish about my journal because this is actually something that the Lord gave me revelation on a few months ago. And he was saying, you know, you're not going to eat unless you're hungry. So it's like we really need to ask the Lord to fill that hunger in us. And I'll use an example like... I've been like really trying to like start to like lift a little heavier, not not as heavy as a as a state award winning <laughs> whatever it's called title winning uh, Pastor Lavecki here. I'm kidding, but um, but you know like I've been I've been trying to to move from uh, doing a lot of calisthenics to now really pushing heavy. I love kettlebells, and I've noticed that the heavier I'm pushing and the more consistent I'm getting with it, like the hungrier I am, like I am ready to like body a meal, and even like the the the, the meal that I that would typically be an average size for me that I would eat and be fine. Like I'm still hungry Mm. after. So it's like, okay, as soon as I wake up in the morning, got to down a protein shake, got to do it as soon as I work out, sometimes have to do it after dinner, like, and just snacking on beef jerky. That's like my new thing. The stronger you get, the more your appetite. Yes. Because you have to fuel that. Exactly. So, you know, I think it's a matter of staying active in something like, we're not made to be, what's that, sedentary Christians yeah. just sitting by ourselves, you know, and okay, pray and worship by yourself. Please do that. That's what sustains us. But we need to be plugged in. We need to be serving. Like, I, you know, so, you so say you're this saying all the that time. Did, did serving help yeah. build momentum? For sure. Yeah. Being active, having, having a spiritual home and a spiritual home where, you know, thank you, Lord, like where we care about missions and we, and we see, you know, um, service as an integral part of, of the Christian life and of, and of being, being a replica of Jesus. 
And um, and I think it's also feeding yourself constantly on the word, um, meditating on the Lord, and that develops an appetite. And it's like, too, I, I keep thinking of like eating analogies where it's like, you know, when you when you go on vacation and you're eating like crazy, your stomach physically stretches, like your stomach physically stretches. So like your appetite will grow. You come back and you're still ready to eat like you were eating on the cruise or whatever. Like it's not an all day buffet no more, you know? So it's like, it's that exact same thing. And let's say, I've noticed that, you know, when I go on a fast, especially a long one, like you can't just stuff your face. Like I have done that. Yeah. Speaking of life and self-control, like it was not a cute situation. <laughs> I had a bowl of tricks and made myself some like spicy tacos or tostadas, bro. It was mm. not cute. <laughs> I felt horrendous. You, you know, so, what's really interesting too, when you're fasting and maybe this is not you guys, but for us who are less spiritual, when you <laughs> fast, Tell me you're not thinking about like lunch, oh, like your, your like your next lunch appointment, oh, yeah. where you're gonna go, oh, yeah. what are you I'm gonna? I'm planning like, that next yeah, yeah, meal. Yeah. I'm planning. Okay, I'm gonna have yeah, this. The, and this the and food this. idolizing was really revealed to me the first Oof. time I went out yeah, mm. fast. Yeah, that is true. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Had to repent for that. That's so we're sure. talking about the idols of food and sex. <laughs> you know, how much more flesh. like human yeah, can we get? Yeah, like it's, it's just so. Yeah. Like, I hate this. I hate food this. Set. All we got to talk about is the phone, and then everyone, will <laughs> everyone will shut us off. <laughs> Are you feeling convicted? <laughs> but um, no, but it's real. So I think of it like that when it comes to spiritual hunger. You need to feed that hunger. Mm, nice. Um, so yeah. so that's really what it is, and you need to get yourself around people who are hungrier than mm. you um, and who have lived off of that diet for longer than you because they're also going to drop things in your spirit and you know speak things to you they're gonna gonna push you forward mm. yeah. um so that's really what i would say um when can you, it comes can to you that describe what, what does spiritual hunger look like for you yeah because i think some people don't even know what that mm. means it's too abstract yeah. yeah i would say it looks like Let's say you wake up late in the morning. This happens to me. Mm -hmm. Wake up late. I work remote most of the time. So have to roll out of bed, just walk two steps over to my desk. I live in a studio apartment and <laughs> log in. And I didn't give myself enough time to, to spend some time with the Lord. Like didn't give myself any more than like five or ten minutes. And I am just itching like i feel mm. so uncomfortable on my skin i'm like lord i just need to like yeah. sit in your presence like for longer than five minutes like if i don't feed that hunger i feel a little irritable yeah i could yeah. be cranky oh yeah mm -hmm. it's like a spiritual hangriness yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and then, yeah. you know it's like a neediness like inside <laughs> your soul yeah and then you start you're like mm -hmm. kind of mean to people mm -hmm. you know that has definitely happened to me. Like literally, like so specifically on days where I'm like, oh, I have to like see family or something. And it's like, I have the day off, but I was like lazy in the morning and didn't give myself enough time to like get my errands done before I'm gonna see them. And I'm like, yo, like I really need to actually spend time with the Lord right now or else I'm gonna be real rude. Like, like or else I'm gonna pop it's off. It's like your spirit and your soul <laughs> knows that's the sustenance yes. it needs just like mm. your body needs food that's mm -hmm. just reacting, yeah. What we were just singing at worship and like is something that and we were talking about tasting and seen right in that same line and um that that song better better is one yep. day my mm -hmm. flesh and my soul cry out and i think you have to get your flesh under a certain amount of submission for that to happen and mm -hmm. that takes time it's not easy you know um everyone's walk is different i know you know for me for what god took me out of I was like, get me out of here. Like, I was yep. like, bro. I like, ran to Jesus I too. was like, I, I gotta I go. Ran. Like, yep. it's like the stupid TikTok trend. And it's like, I guess I gotta go. I guess I gotta go. And I'm like, literally, like, that was me. Like, so I remember, you know, I'm still in this organization, still working this, like, pro-abortion, da-da-da-da job. And, you know. Pure wicked the like the <laughs> darkness. darkness so um this was like december 2021 and i was like okay like struggling to get a prayer life together but i'm like you know what every saturday i'm going to fast and i'm going to just pray and read the word all day and i struggled and i fell literally like fell like in that process like literally supposed to be fasting and like end up watching porn like straight up and that was the last time i ever watched that by the way hallelujah you can be delivered december 2021 period it was a dub after that uh, it was a dub after that and literally i was supposed to be fasting and that's what i fall into mm. and it's like but i still kept going 
And God honored that and provided me a way out of that job that I felt like was a chokehold on me because I'm like, yo, like my lease about to be up in a couple of months. I just left living with my family, love them, but I don't want to live with them again. I had six months of it to save up for this place. I have bills to pay. I have nobody to help me pay them bills. Like, bro, like what am I supposed to do? Like uh, what kind of crazy person quits a job with no backup? Well, someone who crazy for Jesus is someone who God created paved a way for me to do that graciously and respectfully and still be cool with people for the most part. I'm sure there are people who lost respect for me because they thought I was cuckoo because they're like, well, yeah. she quits for Jesus. That's not but I don't problem. really care. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. care. God had to release me from that fear too. And that in itself was a process because like from August through like end of November 2021, that fear was over me. Like, I can't leave. Like, I'm stuck. Like, how am I going to change my whole life around? I have made my whole life around being this proud, you know, like, uh, black Puerto Rican activist. Yeah. I'm a Marxist, mm. Leninist. I'm a socialist. I'm a woman for the people. Yes, I'm pro-abortion. I'm pro-LGBTQ. I'm proudly bisexual. And, you know, I'm a, and I'm also, you know, a little bruja, you know, and yes, I, I yeah, that's <laughs> what we called it. We thought it, it was a cute, it was like a trendy thing. And now you yeah, see yeah. it becoming, that was kind of before it really hit the mainstream, but it was mm. like, it it was, it was like a trendy yeah. thing, especially in the LGBTQ. You were seeing it become trendy. Like, oh, Bruhita, da-da-da. Oh, yeah, I'm a daughter of Oshun, da-da-da. So I'm getting into all that. That was like me publicly. You know what? Yeah. I'm a stoner. I'm a party girl, da-da-da. You want to like get lit, you know, da-da-da. You want to hit me up for what's the good party? We out, da-da-da. Like, that was me. So it was like to go completely 180. <laughs> Like yeah. I lived it's in so turn. much fear and I was just so scared of what are people going to think and what are they going to judge me for? Because there was, of course, you know, in that space where I was, you know, in the LGBTQ and yeah. the far left movement, so much demonization of Christians. So I was like, I'm yeah. becoming what everyone hates. And, and to like just listening to your story and for those who are listening, like Monica was fully immersed in the culture, in the direction, in the language, in yeah the mission like her whole life was immersed wholehearted wholeheartedly in this culture and what i what i respect about monica is that monica is a wholehearted person yep. who is meant to be full-time for the kingdom mm -hmm. and full-time for the kingdom doesn't just mean you know you get a you know a check from a church but she has this wholeheartedness in her that we want to do anything we can to feed that. And as the Lord sanctifies and matures her, I'm really encouraged and excited to see, okay, what is that going to look like? How is that going to materialize? And um, so it's exciting to see. So basically, you know, you had, in, in a sense, battling like with the fear of man, yep. with like, I'm going to change everything. I'm going to lose stuff. Yeah. And so obviously you said yes, because a year later, you're not the same person. and And so through seeking the Lord and through being in community and also some counseling type stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. You know, so, healing so you and made, deliverance you, sessions, yeah. inner healing work. Yeah. yeah, so you made, you've, you've made a bunch of, you've taken a bunch of ground. Mm -hmm. um, like now, besides the sex, as you mentioned, like that being a challenge. I mean, I think that that's a challenge for most humans. I think mm -hmm. that that's something that you have to tame that. Mm -hmm. Not to say that, um, that and also too like in in its proper context in the in the context of a man and a woman there's no that's that's a good thing mm -hmm. and it should be enjoyed it i don't like women's be, now yeah. i don't like women's <laughs> i told you guys i was gonna make <laughs> it's the best opportunity to practice self-control too yeah out it's of so all true. things yeah God, yeah. yeah paul talks about it as possessing your vessel for honor mm. and um you you have to see yourself now as an instrument of honor, mm. which is different when you're in the world because in the world it's kind of like you're an instrument of pleasure, mm -hmm. which is actually leads to dishonor. Yep. But in the kingdom, your your body, your you know, your your you're possessing that vessel for honor, which mm. is very very important. It's actually part of our worship. Mm. So it's actually part of. So you join the worship team before you join the worship team. Mm -hmm. in in the sense of practicing um, months, yeah practicing yeah. that and and that's really important in terms of presenting your bodies as a living sacrifice so that means that there's some things that just have to die 
and and that's where worship starts and if if you follow that scripture through let's just, i'll just go there mm. for a second when you when you hit that scripture it's really something i think that gets missed a lot mm. um it's romans 12 yeah romans 12 mm. i'm just gonna read it just so people can kind of romans romans carried me through so much of this by the way i <laughs> love that whole chapter so or the whole book. this is paul talking to the to the romans he says i beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of god that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may be able to prove what is good and the acceptable and perfect will of God. So before he even talks about the transformation of your mind, which gives you the ability to recognize what is good and right and what does God want, and how do you participate with God wants? The first thing that you have to get a hold of is yourself, mm-hmm. your physical uh, person, mm-hmm. and that that is really really important. And one of the things that faith understands, and one of the things that's very elementary in your in our walk with Christ is that when the Bible calls you to something, you have the grace to do it. Mm-hmm. So when God says, you know, put off the old man. Yep. You can. When when God calls us to something, He empowers us to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. God is in you both to will, mm-hmm. which means He gives you the desire, and to do His good pleasure, which means He gives you the desire and the power to walk out that desire mm-hmm. and to fulfill that commitment and to live a life yes. of honor. And so I'm so thankful because we're not we're not doing it in our own strength, Mm -hmm. but we do have to participate with doing it. But here's how it works. When he says a word to us, it releases grace toward us so that we can put faith in him and what was once impossible in our own strength becomes possible through his strength. And that's very, very empowering because it's like, yes, I have a part, and but he's doing the heavy lifting, mm-hmm. but I also have to carry in some some bags too. Right. Mm-hmm. But he's the one who's yeah. doing what I cannot do, and he calls me to participate in his work mm-hmm. and to deny myself to take up my cross yeah. to follow him. And and that's really also participation mm-hmm. is really actually dignifying because God is saying, no, you do have a role to play in this. I'll empower you, mm-hmm. but I'll give you the desire to will and to do yeah. my yeah. good pleasure. And then you, you you trade the counterfeit pleasures of the world that lead to shame and regret, and you embrace the eternal, and you actually walk and live in the pleasure of knowing that you're living a life that is actually pleasing to God, and the results of that are peace yeah. and joy. Only in strength, self-control can you testify to that power mm-hmm. that yeah. God mm-hmm. gave you. That's, so That's the only way to testify to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, for me, that was the one thing that I knew. When when I first got born again, born again, when I first <laughs> got saved, I, I one is if I did anything bad, I no longer felt good about it. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, when you're evil, you feel good about doing bad stuff. Yeah. When I got saved, I felt bad. I'm yeah. like, whoa, <laughs> I'm bad supposed to feel good, yeah. but I feel bad. <laughs> you know, this is bad. So I knew that something was happening. Yeah. And then another thing is that, like, my taste changed mm-hmm. for things. I don't know yeah. if any of you ever smoked cigarettes, but back in the day when I was a kid, I knew I was sick if a cigarette didn't taste good. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've experienced that. Well, when I used to smoke weed, I knew I, I would try to smoke when I was sick and it would make me feel so much worse. So even though I was like so reliant on smoking weed, like if I was like starting to get a cold, I really, like it would mm. make me feel so much worse. That was the only time I would I would stay sober for days at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so for me, it's the it's same similar thing. Like if I would smoke something that I would like before I didn't like because I was sick. Mm. And it's the opposite in the kingdom. When, when you're in the kingdom and you're serving the Lord and you want to honor God, the things that you used to find pleasure in, now you're like, no, that ain't that isn't good yeah. because he's changed your your taste buds and your desires. Nice. And that that's really... Yeah. That's How really, I experienced that for me was in music, like the lyrics. Mm. Just like, oh, I can't listen to this. Yeah, that, that changed. Right. Yeah, immediately. I'm still trying to get right. the 10 crack commandments out of my head. <laughs> right. Yeah. Not even, okay, not even me, like... 
summertime is here. Flesh be trying to act up. I just want to listen to some reggaeton. <laughs> Yo, all I had to do was look up the lyrics to that Bad Bunny song, and I was like, like I can't, yeah. I can't do it yeah. because I'm not totally fluent, and it's so much slang. Like I don't understand what they're mm. saying. I understand yeah. a thing to here, and I'm like, okay, like I know that's all good. I was like, yo, I can't listen to this. It's very filthy. Yeah, it's the so music. Nasty. The music is very filthy, and there, there's something that I want to say about music, and I and I'm not trying to be a jerk, but I want to say something because I'm familiar with this culture and I know about it, so I'm mm-hmm. not saying something that I don't know. Yeah. Right. In fact, I smoked weed until my lungs actually did collapse. Oh. So people like you know you hear D block, you know, the locks and all that. Like I actually did that, mm. and this is a fact. It happened. But that music, what it is, is it's speaking death over the culture. So when you go into the deep hood where the majority of the people Mm -hmm. are partaking of that music and that culture, it actually works death. And you have the the dehumanization of children that are aborted. You have the the murder of uh, people killing each other mm-hmm. uh the de- you know just how women are spoken about in that in in rap and and i'm not saying all rap is bad but i'm saying like if if you're treat if you're speaking about a woman like she's an object or you're speaking you know you're glorifying violence or yeah. if that's what you're speaking over mm-hmm. a culture then that's going to be the thing that shapes the environment and the the irony of it is let's talk let's talk about all the rappers who make it the first thing that they do is they move out of the environment they sowed <laughs> yep. into. Yep. Out to Calabasas. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. yeah they, they move out of the environment mm-hmm. that they sowed into. Yeah. This is why the devil loves using music because mm. people have to understand the spiritual principle of words. Yeah. When words are spoken, it has agenda to carry out what was spoken so over true. it, whether it's a curse or a blessing. Mm. And I think people don't understand there's spiritual right. force behind that. Yeah, yeah, that's so important, so true. And honestly, it's really basic. Yeah. And it's something that is is really important for people to know. I really appreciate you sharing that. I do. Um, oh, sorry. I do want to add something that I think is really important that I'm realizing. Ooh, I think God really wanted me to share this here. So um, I shared a recent struggle that I've been having and, you know, just struggling um, with um just lustful thoughts which is something that i thought i had gotten like a lot of freedom over but the enemy has just been throwing them darts at me and i was really you know um distressed and like upset about it um recently and just feeling and and not even realizing that i think i was feeling like powerless about it and um on sunday i woke up um you know ready to go to church on my day da, 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 you know but um i hadn't even gotten to like sit up and say thank you lord before i heard the lord say so clear to me what can't be rectified by repentance can be by faith and i was like whoa it's powerful like wow. i was like whoa like that didn't come for me i was yeah. like i know that didn't yeah. come for me Deep. so yeah. i was like wow and i just really sat there and meditated on mm-hmm. that um, mm. for that most of that day and you know that revelation really was like okay love you daughter you're repenting that's great you're seeing what you're doing wrong and you're repenting for it you're trying to address it but you need to have faith that yeah. it is exactly as you were saying pastor yeah. like it is my me empowering you yes. it is the holy spirit it is christ in you that empowers you to have the authority to say no to have the authority to have that self control over your thoughts to have the authority yep. to, and the belief that you are a new creation in yep. christ and that that does not have power over you yeah. because and i've struggled a lot with like a victim mentality yeah. of like well i'm just always going to be this way because i was sexually abused because i exposed myself to so much filth and took part in so many things like this is just always how I'm going to be and I wasn't conscious that that was what I was thinking but that was what my soul was speaking wow and the Lord had to really say that so that was yeah that was so you're refusing to be a victim yeah Mm -hmm. see that's that's very very powerful that's the beginning of of other people's freedom she just gave you she just gave you a gem like Isaac says heavy revy he said that once and it sent me yeah that is heavy (laughs) revy in the sense of you don't have to be you're not what happened to you Mm -hmm. You can have freedom in Christ, and um, that's important. One of the things that I, I learned in fasting, I'm not fasting as much as I used to, um, but one of one of the things that I learned in fasting is I would tell my physical body, listen, pal, you're not going to get any food for a while, so shut up. 
<laughs> and so it's the same thing with sexuality. You have to tell yourself, body, you're not getting no buns until I get married. <laughs> like there's just not, you know, like you have to tell yourself there's just going to be no sex. Mm-hmm. You know, the the we're not open for business. Until, <laughs> we're not open for you know, business. we're not open for business until until I get married, and that, and that's what you have to say to yourself because you have to you have to speak to yourself. Or yourself will speak to you, yeah. and and that's one of the things that I just love so much about the Psalms, is that David is, you know, first in some of them he's lamenting, complaining, he's telling you the whole issue, but then it's like if you follow it through, it's like it, it starts with, you know, it, it, the self is talking to him, <laughs> the self yeah. is is pistol whipping him, you know. And My then, enemies surround me; they are yeah, gnashing their teeth yeah, and laughing. Yeah, and then at ah. the, and then at the end, no, he's like speaking to himself and reminding himself that God mm. is faithful. Yeah. And, and and so it's like it starts with the voice talking to him. Yeah. You know, a little destruction voice that told Jesus himself to jump off a church building. Mm-hmm. Like that's the one thing that people have to realize. When the enemy speaks to you, he's trying to impart his word into you mm-hmm. so it becomes a part of you so you think it's you. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah. That's really the thing. Yeah. So you have to identify the voices because the voices don't connect with the word. Yeah. So it's it doesn't connect. Yeah. So so it's almost like the voice bounces off the word mm-hmm. and then you gotta speak the word to the voice and say, It is written, I'm not gonna be partaking in that. Get out of here, get behind you know, in the name of Jesus, I'm submitting to God. I'm resisting the devil and the devil has to flee, cannot mm-hmm. stay here. Mm. I will not listen to you. Yep. And then you speak to yourself and say, self, ain't no sex happening until you get married or whatever your whatever the struggle is. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you have to speak to the struggle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the Psalms. By faith. Yeah. Yeah. Which is repentance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That pattern in the Psalms you were talking about. It's like yep. you see the direction of David's eyes. Mm. It's fixed on self, his circumstances, but mm. always ends with his eyes yes. fixed on God. Yeah. That's I think that's the process. That's so true. Yeah, where, mm. where are you fixing your eyes on? Yeah. And and you know what? There's days where you lift your eyes to the hills from where from whence comes your help. And there's other times where you're so down where God is a lifter of your head. Mm. You're, you're just yeah. you're just bombarded. Yep. And and God is saying, No wor- don't worry, son. Mm-hmm. Come, good. come worry, daughter. Come and just poke your chin up. Mm-hmm. And uh, turn that frown upside down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that—that's the God that we serve. You know, yeah. He's He's with us in every season. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Um, so yeah, we're happy to see just some momentum in the life of Monica. Monica, would you just pray over those who are listening? Um, would you just pray over them? Yes. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for just being in our midst during this entire recording, God, and just. Um, for your grace that that never runs out, Lord, and for your grace um, that gives us what we don't deserve, and your mercy that uh, that takes away what we deserve, Lord. And um, I just want to pray a blessing, a covering over everyone who's listening, Lord. Everyone who might be in a space of a frustration, Lord, who might be in a space of um, focusing on the things that they lack um, or the areas of weakness that are in them, Lord. I pray, Lord, that this will just be a reminder to them that it is um, your strength that we operate on God that in our weak and our flesh we are weak Lord in our sin we we were dead but we have been risen again and the resurrection power that brought Jesus back to life is the power um, that resides in us that we have that dunamis power that we have Lord the ability to overcome um, sin and death just as you did Jesus and um, I just pray um, just uh, an encouraging spirit to be with anyone um, who is struggling with a stronghold, whether it be one of sin, whether it be one of um, a victim mentality, whether whether it be um, just a a cloud of depression or um, a spirit of anxiety and fear, Lord. That has been coming at people's um, at people's minds, Lord Jesus, or that hasn't integrated into their hearts, Lord God. We know Jesus, you're the Bishop of our souls, Lord, and that um, your 
will is for us to be led by you um, into green pastures. You make us be still and you refresh us with your living water, God. So I just pray, Lord, that um, even in the heaviness, Lord God, that those um, struggling right now, Lord, will just be able to get a supernatural rest. And uh, I'm going to grace, Lord, to be still in your presence, God, and just really to sit and receive um, what you have for them, Lord God. I pray, Lord, that um, a hunger will be stirred up um, for your word. A hunger will be stirred up, Lord, for deeper revelation, for um, just a deepening of intimacy with you, God, um, that just there will just be such um, a profound healing um, and just peace that is found in your presence, God, um, that there will be um just a, a revival that happens internally, Lord, that brings repentance, that brings breakthrough, that brings insight, that brings um, even self-awareness, Lord God, um, to those who might be blind to um, their own blind spots. And um, Lord, we just love you because um, you're faithful to the end. And even in the midst of our healing, um, even in the midst of our brokenness and messiness, Lord, you are never shocked. You're never disappointed. Um, you're never disgusted. You just love us. Um, and you give us the grace, Lord, to overcome everything that you're bringing to our attention. And give us the grace, Lord, to overcome every trial, um, and your burden is light, Lord. So we just um, give you our heavy burden, Lord. We just uh, pray that even those struggling right now will just take a moment, Lord, to even yes, physically Lord. put their hands out and just give their burden to you to just uh, even in that uh, motion with their hands symbolically, Lord, just put it at your feet, God, and just receive your lightness, um, receive your rest, receive your peace, receive your healing in the name of Jesus. And I pray, Lord, um, um, for, for financial burdens to be lifted off of people, Lord, for there to be a, yes, a supernatural release of debt cancellation, Lord God, in your timing, Lord Jesus, we declare that this is the year of Jubilee, Lord Jesus. Um, I speak in agreement with, um, a word, you know, a good um, yes, friend of the ministry, Abner Suarez spoke and he spoke that um, and I heard it, I received it and it happened for me, God, and I believe, Lord Jesus, it will happen for many others that yes. this is a time and season of supernatural debt cancellation, yes, the cancellation of mortgages, the cancellation of student loan debt, the cancellation of um, credit card debt, the cancellation of tax debt, Lord Jesus, um, medical debt, Lord Jesus, God. Um, we just trust you to do that, Lord. We, we I pray and ask you, Lord Jesus, to free your people um, from that financial burden, Lord Jesus. And I just pray prosperity, Lord Jesus, and a peace in that realm of finances over those who are struggling. Lord, I pray that for myself. Um, in the name of Jesus, yes, um, we trust you for that. We believe you for that, God, um, because you're a God who keeps his promises, Lord Jesus. And we just pray and believe, Lord, together that we will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Thanks for listening. Adam Levecki here. On behalf of DK Kim and I, we want to thank you for listening to the Be Transformed podcast. If you have found this helpful, please subscribe, share, and review the podcast. Thanks again for listening to Be Transformed.